Okay, we got it. Um, and I'm, again, it's Kate. I'm Heck82 Podcast. And yes. I'm super happy that I got a contact with <laughs> with Joe Sparks, the animator, and I've got you on the line. His, I'm your biggest fan of all time. Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, I am the Rottest Girl, and I will care you are. <laughs> No way. I can't believe it. I've got Radiscal and Devil Doll on the line. That's right. I am the Radiscal. I'm calling from San Francisco. (laughs) Did you uh, catch my my Christmas uh, rap that I did recently? Fee fi ho and a fa la 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 fum. I'll beat you down like the head of a drum. <laughs> I actually made a new uh, Radical song that I put out on Christmas Day last year. Mm-hmm, it's at mm-hmm. youtube.com slash Joe Sparks. So, yeah, I'm just uh, getting back into being a creative weirdo on my own, making new things. So, um, you know, it's been a, a long time since I, I was doing that full time. And uh, I just uh, started back up again after a long years in advertising and at Google and places like that. Cool. Um, well, I have to. I have to tell you, I'm, I'm so cheered up by Rascal and Devil Doll. Every time, not every time, but you know, every now and then when I feel blue, I, I you can look online and look at YouTube, and I think they're so funny. They're great little uh, shorts. I'm gonna say little, sure. but they're you know animated shorts about like about a few minutes long each of them, right? Right. I yeah, think the longest like one is eight minutes. They're like they range between like two or three minutes to eight minutes. Uh huh. Great. And so the most recent, and you started like back in 2000. Yes. Yes. And that, I mean that's kind of when this all got started with YouTube and the uh, popularity of uh, internet uh, series um, just grew right. from there, I think. And it's still growing. A lot of shows are online now, you know, rather than being seen on a TV. It's, it's right. online TV, and it's Apple TV, and it's all great stuff. Um, so it's been a while, and, uh, you know... I I like the characters, but I love the music too. Music is great. Cool, cool. Yeah, I I'm trying to do a lot more music now um, because it seems to be something that people enjoy um, that I do. I, I've been uh, making music for all my life. Uh, I I've been in a, a lot of bands when I was a teenager. I was in a band called Burning Image, and we used to open for Forty Five Grave and Christian Death and uh, I think we we met Slayer. We didn't play with Slayer, but we no we opened with the uh, uh, you know Dead Kennedys, uh, Butthole Surfers, a bunch of people back in, in that time zone. Um, and we also played with you know Spest and kind of goth rockers. This is before they had the word goth. Oh, really? uh, they just called it like dark, you know, metal or black uh, something or, you know, post-punk. They didn't know what to call it. Eventually, goth came in to, to vogue. 
Uh, but back then, the bat cave scene and stuff like that, there was just a lot of people making creepy stuff. And uh, I carried that on into different things for, like, uh, essence, like in my game, Spaceship Warlock, and also uh, Total Distortion. I, uh, in, you know, I had some characters in there, like Edgar Death and stuff like that, were kind of a nod to that uh, kind of spooky rock uh, stuff that was going on that I always loved. And I trace this back to falling in love with... Uh, in Disneyland when I was a little kid with a haunted mansion. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> a little kid. Awesome. I just loved the haunted mansion. It was just so, I, I don't even know why, just kind of like, you know, kind of Victorian creepiness, uh, you know, old mansions and ghosts and ravens and skulls and, and all that kind of stuff. And um, and then, you know, just in, when I did uh, Radical and Devil Law, it, it was kind of like just a mix of all those old things kind of, put together a mix of kind of goofiness but you know punk rock skulls and you know and uh you know in the music too it's just a kind of a mishmash of like a little bit of metal a little bit of rap a little bit of you know gothy stuff too uh-huh. like i think little angel this is wrong it is probably the most uh you know kind of disco gothy tune of the bunch uh the rest of them just have kind of like touches of, you know, dark metal and a little bit of rap in there, you know, which yeah. is kind of funny. Well, it's great But talent. it was just totally stream of consciousness for me. I mean, mm-hmm. I, wasn't, I wasn't planning it out so much. I was just really just kind of racing to make things uh, and just the first things that came to mind when I was doing that. And, you know, of all the things, Radical and Delos is is the most enduring, I think, uh, where they just had the biggest explosion for me. Like at the time, I actually did my first episode in 1999 and it went on yeah. through the dot-com crash of 2001. Um, oh. yeah, uh, but, you know, yeah, the, the, that's another side of the story. But the but the main thing is that uh, it was so popular at the time that I still have people writing me, but at the time I was getting uh, 350 emails a day from people. And, and I mean, some of oh these my were gosh. long. Really, really. Uh, people wrote papers on it at school. Now, this happened to me with my games as well. Spaceship Warlock, uh, especially, had there were curricula in colleges on my game. Really. Uh, breaking it down, like how the interactivity worked, what oh, worked, wow. and all this kind of stuff. Well, in um, Radical and Devil, there were people doing, like, doctorate papers in philosophy, like, going deep <laughs> into the whole, you know, mythology of angels and devils and, oh, and really? you know, <laughs> innocence and, you know, sin and stuff like that. I mean, they were really getting deep on it. And I would read this stuff, and I couldn't believe it. Like, people would see, you know, when you do these things, people hang their own experiences on it, you know. They fill in all the holes or, you know, their own knowledge, like a symbol speaks to them in a way that you never intended or even thought you intended if you did, you know what I mean? And uh, yeah. I would read very detailed, nuanced uh, uh, description of the lyrics. Now, now, one thing I did think hard on and I'm kind of proud of, I think, is some of the lyrics to the songs in Rascal and Devil Doll. They're, um, they're incredibly ridiculous. Uh, and at the time, yeah. there was there was a lot of kind of forcing rhymes. I love forcing rhymes where, <laughs> or forcing meaning or turning uh, nouns into verbs, like uh, quit braiding my bobby, hotting on my toddy, 
Congress in my lobby. You know, just just really kind of nonsensical that sound like they might mean something, but they don't really mean something. But then because you use them that way, they now mean that. Um, in the recent Radical song I did, uh, I, I decided to turn uh, uh, Bill Gates and Steve Jobs into the same thing, just like I did in the old Radical songs on the site. You know, I'll build on your gates, Steve, on your jobs. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and uh, it's something like, I even got Larry and Sergey in there. I said, I'll, Larry on your page, Sergey on your brain, put you in a cage. And, and something, oh gosh, I should have, I'm a little nervous. I should have uh, thought through my lyrics. I can't call them up right away. But oh. <laughs> there's some of that. But, but there's some of the, also the, there's a, a dialogue between uh, Radiscal and Devil Ball that happens in a lot of the songs. Like, uh, <laughs> Uh, you know, like Rockheart. Uh, uh, they, they talk back and forth, and Rascal kind of misses it, misses the point a few times. And Devil Doll, like, will make a statement, but Rascal will misunderstand it and uh, and and turn the phrase into something he does understand. It's hard to explain, but there's a kind of a lot of subtlety in how Rascal uh, misses the mark or misunderstands in the lyrics, and, and Devil Doll. You know, he's the smart one, kind of, but he looks up to Del- he looks up to Radical, you know. Yeah. Well, am I going to see more of my two favorites? Are you going to make more Radical and Devil Doll cartoons? Yes, I am. I'm working on. It. I'm taking it slowly though, because because I was gone for so long that most people have grown up and have no idea, you know, who I am or where I am or forgotten. <laughs> I about didn't grow me. up. <laughs> well, I actually studied. I actually studied for cartoons too. So, do you is is do you think that you'll have them actually in production in the you know in the year ahead or? Yeah, you know, right now I'm. What I'm doing is I'm taking apart my old episodes, and mm-hmm. uh, meaning I'm opening them in Flash, which I I created them in Flash. Uh, and, and amazingly, now over the years, uh, I've opened them along the way, and, and Flash would just, it would break. Like, I'd go through, and, the, you know, shapes were not filled. Uh, the animation was broken. I'm like, oh, my God, the years, you know, it's not carrying forward the file format. But recently, in the latest versions of Animate CC, which they changed the name of Flash to Animate inside of Adobe, I open them now, and not only are they perfect, you have all these new options for scaling the entire movie to fit new resolutions. You can uh, do some uh, stretching out of the animation in batch bulk of stuff that would take you like weeks to do by hand. Um, oh, really? They built in some new things in there to upgrade the quality. So what I'm doing now is upgrading all the old episodes, getting all of the key art out of it, and um, and I'm moving it over into After Effects because I have a lot more freedom there. Uh, I love Flash. It's a wonderful, wonderful tool. And um, I probably should just stay there for simplicity's sake. But I'm really enjoying introducing more video-like elements now because we can. You know, the Flash would yeah. be, you know, back in 1999, all the way up until like 2003, there was no video on the web. There was no video. There was no video support in browsers. Not only that, no one had the speed enough to, to play video that was worth anything. So all you had was, the, you know, the first time YouTube came out in 2004, it was only because it, uh, Macromedia released Flash MX with video support. When they put video support in the Flash plugin, finally, because no one could figure, I mean, the, the browsers are a bunch of different organizations trying to figure out what to support. 
So Flash just supported it in the plugin. Suddenly everyone had video, and that's when everything started to change. And that's when YouTube was born one year later and stuff like that. It was a video yeah. became a thing. But before that, we had Flash. And what Flash could do is move around vectors that were very small and lightweight. And basically, like real time, like almost like how a video game uh, plays out on your screen, like the computer is generating the frames in real time by moving little sprites around on the screen. That's what Flash was doing. It wasn't streaming a long you know, video file with all these frames of audio and video. It was puppeting like a video game all of the elements on the screen in real time in your browser. And so that's what we had to work with, and, and it was the closest thing to video we had. And it was amazing, actually. In the size of a MP3 file, you can put a whole cartoon plus the music. And so I was like, finally, it's here. Finally. Like, I can finally make, like, the whole reason I got into computers in the first place was because I wanted to do music videos. And if you uh, look back on my games, like, country, total. Your country western song is, is really fun. Your oh, song good. After Effects. I love After Effects, too. I'm going to spend more time with After Effects, that's for sure. <laughs> I mean, yeah, yeah, point. it's true. Gonna, you know, in the year ahead, it's, it's going to be exclusive. <laughs> So, so, yeah, to answer your question finally is that uh, the, the tools are important to me. I've always been a tools guy uh, with creative tools is where I'm at. And um, and it, in, they enable you, like one person, especially when you're your own person doing your own thing, your own music and everything, um, these tools make it possible for one person to put these things out, you know. This is kind of a miracle of a modern society, you know. It re yeah, it really is. It really is. Um, they've got some very nice uh, programming, too. Even um, if you go to your app store on your iPhone, you can find animation programs for free, even, that are pretty good. You can make sure. funny cartoons just with those apps for your iPad. Oh, know? yeah, absolutely. So, those um, sketch and drawing things are great. Yeah, and also, the, yeah, I've been playing around with stop frame uh, animation and also uh, time lapse photography on my phone, which is so much fun. Oh, I mean, yeah. watching I plants grow and clouds go racing by and stuff like that. Well, yeah, and using we, all those elements. What we can't do with these phones these days, even time lapse photo, even moving photos. I like sure. those. I, I, you know, I think I happened to accidentally take some of those photos that were like moving still images. <laughs> was yeah, like, the cool. cinemagraphs. When I was at Google, we used to do those for advertisers. Cinemagraphs that, uh, you uh, know, they're like photographs with little bits of animation going on in them. Uh, but you know, t so what I'm doing to get Radisson and Delvall, I have episode nine. A big part of it finished. Now, I've been sitting on it all this time. And uh, I, had, I actually wrote two songs for it. And I wasn't completely happy with the songs. So I was considering doing another song, a third song. And then everything kind of fell apart. And, and I just kind of got swept up in the dot-com crash and, and, and never returned to it for real. Um, so now, uh, but I've had a lot of time to think about it, and now mm -hmm. I've got lots of big plans for episode nine. I mean, I've got my current episode, which I'm, so the whole thing about the tools who I got off on there is I'm going to upgrade it a little, not too much. It's still going to look like Radical and Double Law, but I'm I'm remastering all my episodes at you know 1080p high definition. I'm fixing all the audio glitches. You know, a lot of that stuff I recorded, the original, I am the ruddy school, that original song, yeah. I recorded it 22K on a Mac recorder. I mean, we're still at the end of the 90s there. I was just in a hurry. You know, I, I, I mixed it off on my board. At the time, I had a huge 32-channel mixing board. 
and my my equipment it looked like a lab because it had so many racks of uh, synthesizers and gear because at that time you couldn't do it all on the computer like you used to. I had tons of gear, but I mixed it mm. down not onto that or anything like that. I just mixed it down on an old recorder on a second computer. So, you know, I don't even have the highest quality audio in that. So I'm, I'm remastering the audio, doing a much better job of the audio, upping the quality of all the animation and the frame rate and stuff like that. And then I'm going to release the first eight episodes. And then I'm going to release episode nine. And episode nine is going to be, it's got quite a punchline in it. And um, it's, a, it's a culmination of that series. And so once I'm done with episode nine, I can go off into other directions. So episode nine will bring a certain plot line to conclusion so that I can have freedom to do other things. And uh, yeah. so, so there's that. So I'm doing that. But you know what? I'm taking my time. I don't know when. I mean, like I said, I've done a lot of work in extracting the animation and started to work with After Effects and all that stuff. Um, but in the meantime, I'm going to continue to do new music videos like the last one I did and other stuff along the way because I need to build up an audience. I can't just release episode nine. I only got like 600 subscribers right now. I mean, I have no audience yet, so I'm not well, going to dump something that big yeah. on those until I've at least rounded up a few, you know, 20,000 or so people that are interested. So I, I'm kind of casting my net out and building my email list and kind of trying to find that audience again. And then I will, you know, let go of this 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 major episode that I have yeah. gotten so many hundreds. I mean, well, it'll, I'd say at least 100,000 letters <laughs> over the years. I mean, that that's really? dropped down to nothing. I mean, I had uh, over a million unique visitors a month to Radiscope back in its heyday. And after that, all fell apart and shockwave.com went under. Um, I um, I um, continue to receive letters to this very day, including tattoos. You wouldn't believe how many tattoos I received yeah. from people. One time I, I was in Amsterdam. It's that that first episode where Devil Doll brings him the boiling hot coffee. It's so funny. Oh, yeah. that, like I said, when I was feeling like I needed to cheer up, I would go. I would go there to YouTube, turn it on, and just laugh. It's so cool. So, I know, uh, I know. And you know all those YouTube are all pirates of my thing. I mean, they've got hundreds of thousands of views. Yeah, well, we'll see, you know, what direction. Like I said, I think, you know, TV has definitely gone into uh, Internet streaming. And I think, sure. you know, I don't know how popular Apple TV really is, but there's, but you know, to see what happened there's been some changes with YouTube that are recent where where now they're saying, you know, you have to have a certain number of subscribers on your channel or else it doesn't get considered right. for actual media uh, media payback or whatever it is. And there's some copyright sure. issues going on, arguing, arguing going on over copyright yeah. or whatever it is. I know. But, um, yeah. I know. Well, you know, that's part of the reason why I want to remaster. I want to remaster. Everybody, yeah. You know the remasters will be cool, so I'm glad. I'm glad to hear you're doing that. The, the main reason is just know. so that I can have my own presence again. Like all the radical out there is not me. Like it's all someone else pirating my stuff. Like so, every time someone watches it, it's not my stuff. So I need to kind of. I want to up the quality and relaunch it so that I can. Uh-huh. Uh, you know, at least get my own views to my own work and then release the, the ninth one. So that's that's my plan. And and that's this year. So I think cool. as I go here, I, I sh- I'm, my goal is to get episode nine out this year. I'm not yeah. sure exactly when. Well, but me, me too. When, you know, when you've got that ready, uh, let me know. I hope that you let me know or else I'll find out 
and I'll be a big advocate of that episode too because I'm so happy to hear there's another episode. Right. <laughs> repolishing all these are really re-release on YouTube. You know, you can all subscribe. It's it's going to be fun and support uh, Redis Skull. And I I saw you. Did, did you used to have an actual comic book or actual uh, merchandise for for the cartoon? Anything like uh, that? We, we did not anymore. I'm going to relaunch it. But I I mean back then we sold you know tens of thousands of those devil doll stuffed dolls and lots of other rare stuff. Now I have like a copy of some of that stuff. I mean, we're talking bicycle, biker keychains and weird stuff like that. We had a lot of weird things. Oh, really? But, um, there's some collector item up there. All the, the thing is, like the book that I did with Carlton, uh, that's a collector's item. They're like 150 bucks for this little book that used to sell for 10 bucks. Oh, really? Uh, all this stuff is collector's items now. And on eBay, it used to be a pretty thriving marketplace for radical collector's items, but they were they're all kind of sold out. There's hardly anything left now. But, um, uh-huh. Uh-huh. I'm going to try to re- bring it back, but not until, you know, not until I've brought a few people back around again. Uh, but, uh, you know, the, is it boiling hot? That that whole line <laughs> there. I, I actually got, I got coffee cups. People made coffee cups and oh, sent them to good. me and uh-huh. made their own coffee cups. And uh-huh. Just how you like it. Oh, give to a rice girl. <laughs> Too cool. Well, I don't know what to tell you. I'm so happy I got to talk to you. And, uh, um, well, thanks yeah, for your interest. We'll, maybe we'll someday. Especially if, yeah, sure. I'm. Uh, you, I'm. I go down. I'm in California, so I. Um, I used to go to Hollywood quite a bit and uh, meet with. Believe it or not, I was at Google for eight years, and um, yeah. I met with a lot of advertisers in in New York and in Seattle, and, and but especially in the L.A. area. So I, I'm going to travel down there very uh, quite a bit. I'm thinking about getting down there at some point. Uh, but, yeah, mostly in San Francisco, and uh, I really thank you for uh, contacting me and, uh, you know, your interest in my work so yeah, far. And hope you like yeah, my new stuff. Oh, absolutely. and um, But, yeah, and great songs, great song, Really, really uh, cool. Just I said, this guy has a lot of talent. Uh, the lyrics are funny, you know. They're just fun to listen to. Your character voices are great, excellent characters, you know. Uh, so yeah, real popular cartoon you made there, and it just lasts. It doesn't. I mean, the popularity lasts. Yeah. Ninety-nine was a big year for animation, and now it's almost well. It's I can't believe it's 2018 already, but um, we gotta, I know it's crazy. Yeah, I want you know we got to keep talking cartoons and keep chatting about animation and, and the new programming uh, stuff that's out there because it's so interesting. These new um, software applications and platforms or whatever, yeah, you know, whatever you can dream yeah, of. It's amazing what you can do now and the quality awesome cameras. <laughs> it's awesome. I love it. That's what we say. It, you know, as what animators always like to say is that they they can make anything happen. They can make the impossible possible, and that's what that's what you know we do in in animation cartoons. So um, right. And what we're seeing now is that technology has actually been catching up. <laughs> right. 
not that we need a lot of fancy technology to make cartoons, you know, because all we technically right. would need would be a pencil and paper, make a flip book, you know. It's always <laughs> distracting. I mean, the the, the options are always distracting. you got to be careful. Like, yeah, I'm always susceptible right. to it. Because you can do color correction now, this is the a problem. Correction is something that people are using all the time. They're going nuts with it. So you can really change the palette of your, your videos and whatever you do, actually. Mm-hmm. You can shift the color palette into really unique directions, make it look like it was done in, like, you know, 1960s Japanese Fuji film or whatever. Uh-huh. And then you can make, you know, yeah. cast everything with a yeah, orange yeah. glow and a blue, whatever, uh-huh. and people go crazy with that. This is just an example of all the things that get you distracted off of the story and the music and the voices and and all the stuff that really matters. So all of the endless options you have can distract you. You've got to be careful not to go too crazy with overproducing everything. So that's something I'm always looking out for. Uh-huh. At the same time, it's great to, you know, where the the quality in, say, resolution and color quality and the fact that we can do video that just streams over the wires instantly. I mean, that was unheard of back in 2000. Unheard of, like science fiction, freaking, you know, the Jetsons future that we could just take a video and play it right away instantly. <laughs> Where we are exactly. on phone, yeah, that's yeah. insane. Well, my, um, my personal story, and I don't always <laughs> get into it, but yeah, I'm an old school, uh, I have an old school education too, and I started in 16 millimeter film. And when uh, the video technology came out with the, you know, the flash drive, uh, the, yeah. the cameras with the flash cable, what do you call it? Firewire. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh-huh. Sure. <laughs> uh, sparks. You must like Firewire a lot. <laughs> exactly. I've got a old Canon XL1 that I used to use. It was yeah, a digital videotape. And you put it over Firewire onto your computer with no loss in quality. That was a huge jump. That was in 1998, I think. Yes, it really was. It was a huge jump. I went back to school for more education because of that, because it had become so easy and was so fascinating to run video right from your camera to your, your computer, and it would, you know, convert automatically, and then you could play with the video on, uh, you know, video system and do your editing there. It was a whole lot of fun. Much oh, yeah. different film, of course, you know. But we had a half-inch videotape, which is much different. You know, oh, yeah, I remember. That. We used three-quarter inch tape. We used half-inch. Anyways, now that all the... All ends up on the cutting room floor anyway. <laughs> right, right. Uh, the other side is the audio. Now, the audio is more, you know, one of the problems with video is how long it can take to process when you do a lot of cuts. Like, even in After Effects, you're not even doing much 3D stuff. It can take, you know, 45 minutes to export out. Even with a really great computer right now, if you're doing 4K, forget about it. It's like you need really powerful equipment to do it. But audio, we kind of reach max processor power, like we, we kind of reached all the processor power we need for audio like about 10 years ago. So the big difference for me is instead of having all those racks of equipment for all these nice sounds, like new drum sounds and new stuff where you would go buy, you'd spend like $1,000 for a box that you would wire up to MIDI inside of your studio. Now you just get these instruments for your digital audio workstation. Right now I'm using PreSonus Studio One. After kind of like looking at them all, I decided to get go with that one. And I'm pretty glad I did. The instruments are amazing. I mean, like, like yeah. if you look at my Babette Blue video, which is something I did, uh, I guess it was four months ago now, 
that was a very ambitious puppet show kind of thing that I did. Um, it was kind of my first major production since leaving Google. And um, in the beginning, you'll hear some horns and strings and stuff like that, and that's the kind of instruments mm-hmm. you can do now with a lot of subtlety, you know, like uh, strange things that people do with a bow, like on a violin, they they do a kind of staccato like they do. If they pluck it, they um, they go back and forth really fast to get that, you know, kind of sound. Those things are kind of built into the instruments where you can hit a key on your keyboard and it switches over into that weird mode, like where... Uh, a trumpet goes or something like that. Like all those weird things that, that musicians can do like organically with their instrument. Those kinds of things are getting built into the instruments, the, the computer instruments. Mm-hmm. It's pretty stunning to me, like the quality of the sounds that, and the things you can do yeah. now. And um, you go back just 10 years and they sound like tinny, weird, like totally fake instruments, you know. It's really come a long ways in the audio isn't department. It, isn't it fun? Yeah, there's a whole lot we can do with audio, you know, within those systems, which is just tremendously exciting. Yeah, and the, the equipment, like, you know, the the I've got a nice mic. Oh, oh I'm going to share with you. I'm about to launch my site where I, I break down all of the tools I use, all the software and all the hardware that I'm using today, because yeah. I just rebuilt my studio for my personal. You know, I am an artist that is on my own making new stuff, and I really outfitted myself. Nothing crazy, not like ridiculously expensive stuff that's all within reach, you know. Um, yes. And I, I've got a list of that. I will share that with you. I'm about to make that, uh, joesparks.com, the new one, uh-huh. go uh-huh. live probably this week, probably maybe even tonight. But I'll send you a list to uh, some of the pages I've put up for my equipment in case anyone's interested in getting into this. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I hope. I hope we gain a lot of interest in, you know, in the t- in the kind of work that you're doing, and uh, you know that we can definitely uh, keep producing cool music and cool cartoons, and we can watch Joe Sparks's website and see what's new. <laughs> awesome. So, um, so Hecate is like a mythology thing. Your name, right? It's like oh, the cat or something. Right, yeah, you, you kind of caught on. I guess this idea was kind of many years ago, and I had uh, I decided to choose an, an artist's name, and I came up with that. Nice. And I just I kind of formulated different ideas, and I thought, this is going to be fun. I'll use it as my artist name, because I have my own art, my own website with um, just things I've been working on, which is always different and always changing, you know, whether it's paintings or whether it's, a cartoon, which is still in my mind, which I hope to put right. out there. <laughs> sure. <laughs> writing or uh, videos. I have a lot of videos up. So, yeah. yeah. Yeah, it just takes concentration, you know. I mean, that's all it takes. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> all it takes. Anything you can do, anything, is if you can sit down and keep yourself from moving, you know, in like one-hour increments, you can get up every hour, every 45 minutes or so. I find this best working thing is like you got to get rid of any distractions. Put away your phone. Put away anything. Make sure everyone knows, I'm going to work now. Please don't bother me. And, and then, then you sit then down with like, nothing but well, what you need to get done, and you just well, do it. <laughs> Radiskull keeps drinking my coffee. <laughs> that yeah, would be coffee. one distraction. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I have to have, you know, I find out, and you know, there's actually a lot of research on this, that you can't really focus more than 40 minutes of time. You really can't. And not only that, it's not good for uh-huh. your body to stay uh-huh. 
super still for like okay. longer than that time. Right, right. So I try to break it down into hours. So I try to get 40 minutes of concentrated work. Then I get up. I make another cup of coffee. I, you know, walk mm-hmm. outside. I, like, stretch yeah. around. I think about yeah. what I'm doing and stuff like that. And then I come back in for another good 40 hours, 40 minutes of uh, concentration. And if you do that, right. if you manage right. if you manage to do that 40 minutes of concentration uh-huh. just mm-hmm. two or three times in one day, you okay. are so far ahead of everyone else. Oh, so okay. far ahead of everyone else because no because almost nobody concentrates like that. Right, exactly. Well, yeah, and thank you for sharing with us about your, you know, your work method because it's true, it's important, and then uh, to keep up, you know, your personal uh, motivation and inspiration that way, and say, you know, how many hours have I been trying to concentrate without <laughs> really getting anything done? You know. <laughs> Yeah. Well, yeah. that's what I do too. Go for a walk, make some more coffee, whatever. But, but yeah. So thank you, Joe. It's just been wonderful thank you. and uh, wonderful to hear from you. Thank and, you so um, much. I really appreciate it. Let's talk again, okay? Oh yeah, I hope so. Well, I wish you all the best of luck, and I hope to hear from you soon, then. Thank you so much. Talk to you soon. Bye bye. Okay. Bye. Thanks.